When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. It is Wednesday night on Wrestling Inc. after WWE NXT 2.0. We are your Wrestling Inc. panel for this podcast. Issa, the NYC Demon Diva herself is here. How's it going, Issa? It's going well. How are you? Uh, Doing great. Uh, Also joined by uh, another returning champion. Good to have him here. Chuck Carroll. What's going on, Chuck? Uh, Not a whole lot. I love the fact that I got the champion title, man. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah you get to be a returning champion you know when you return you're a champion that's all that's all it takes. Yep. that's how it works <laughs> so uh nxt 2.0 has uh been in the books i believe this is what week three of nxt 2.0 yeah uh up and down show i guess we'll we'll probably get into it in terms of what we liked what we didn't like or all of the above but before we get into it let's do a little news uh, namely the wwe raw ratings which came in uh they are down but only slightly wb raw drew 1.709 million for the usa network of course raw advertised another hotshot show with uh big e versus bobby lashley uh for the wb championship and then they doubled down and had a steel cage match afterwards so this number is uh down only two percent from uh 1.793 that they did last week uh, so down just a little bit and um 0.48 in the 18 to 49, which is 625,000. So uh, it held up pretty strong. Of course, the Cowboys were on Monday Night Football, which is uh, arguably the NFL's biggest draw. Uh, and WWE once again countered with a hot shot show. And uh, it seemed to help hold up pretty decently, Issa. Yeah, I thought last night's episode of Raw was actually enjoyable. I didn't I didn't hate Raw last night. I thought it was a really good episode, lots of great matches. Uh, but yeah, you have Monday Night Football is back, and that's always going to be a factor in, in Monday Night Ratings until football is over. Uh, but I thought they put on a great show. I did think it was going to match the weeks before number, but obviously we know Roman Reigns moves the needle a little bit more, at least 4% more. 
<laughs> look, you know, here, here's the way I look at it. You know, you could hot shot and bring back Stone Cold. You could bring back The Rock. And there's still not a whole lot that you can do to compete with the NFL. And Alfred, you said the Dallas Cowboys, arguably the biggest draw in the NFL. There's no argument about it. They are America's team. They draw huge, huge, huge numbers. And the Green Bay Packers that, are America's team. Man. And Aaron Rodgers owns the Cowboys. So if they're America's team, then Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers are America's team. Too. <laughs> we can debate that on another podcast. <laughs> All I'm saying is if we're counting fans, the Dallas Cowboys fans are going to outnumber the cheeseheads, okay? So that's the reason that the rating is down. So I'm not concerned at all the fact that despite the fact that they had the championship match even kicking things off and then they had the cage match in the main event, that the numbers were still down. To me, that doesn't mean anything. I think that it held up better, honestly, than I was expecting. So if I'm WWE today, I'm actually celebrating mm -hmm. the ratings that came in. I mean, I am kind of celebrating because you're right. This held up just fine. There's nothing wrong with this number at all in the grand scheme of things. But you enjoy this like cocaine. WWE is using a cocaine formula in that it's a temporary high that's going to go away and they're going to have to recreate it by itself. It's not like they've built this and cultivated this number to get people's interest generally to rise. The second they run out of all these tricks, these numbers are going to probably plummet. But we seem to be in kind of a hot shot era for Raw and selfishly because I have to cover it every week. This has been an enjoyable few weeks of WWE yes. Raw because of all the crazy stuff they keep throwing at me. But I just know in the back of my mind, this is a very short-term uh, solution to what the problem is. And when they run out of stories to tell and run out of these big matches to throw at you, it's going to be really tough sledding for WWE. That being said, with a draft coming up next week, this really could have been a throwaway Raw with a bunch of crap that nobody cared about just to get it over with until next week. And they gave us a decent show. So I, I have to give credit where it's due. Yeah, that's Absolutely. a really good point. That's a phenomenal point that I didn't even think of. You you go back and you look historically, I'm sure that the yeah. episodes prior to the draft were more or less just filler. So yeah, again, hats off to WWE 100%. But you know, the, the era of the hotshot though, to play devil's advocate, that extends beyond WWE, in my opinion. You look at all of these matches that AEW has been putting on uh, for weeks now, you know, and, and even the debuts, you know, all of the guys that they brought in from to Danielson, to Ruby Soho, you know, all, all of those guys, you know, that that's kind of hot shotting as well. Adam Cole. So like, where does AEW go? You know, how long does that hot shot or that temporary cocaine high? How long does that one last as well? So it's it seems to be kind of going around in wrestling right now, man. Yeah, and that's a good point to bring up all the big spots uh, that AEW brings up. But actually, to play AEW's devil's advocate, these are things that they've actually developed over the course of weeks. Like, they just had a show in New York City that we've known about for months, and they did really build up the matches they had. Albeit, they did, over the last month, promote their main event. They still kind of built up Kenny and Daniel over the course of multiple weeks and you always know the destination so while they have a lot that they throw at you i do feel like sometimes when they do forget it they shuffle it to the side but their bigger storylines are things that it seems like they have more well thought out but um you know if, with wwe i'm just worried that uh, they don't have anything long-term because of what I've seen from them over the past year. There's nothing really, you know, in change. There's nothing to really make me have faith in the fact that WWE is going somewhere with all these things. I just know that it's an instant reaction to something that's happening on the outside. Uh, but hopefully, you know, WWE is able to keep up this excitement because I am very excited for Raw these past few weeks. And I, and I do like what Big E's added to it. So the draft should really shake things up. Um, speaking of shaking up, okay, WWE, uh, typically SummerSlam is in the States, but it is looking more and more like SummerSlam might move to the United Kingdom. 
uh, and possibly uh, air from what uh, Alex McCarthy of TalkSport is saying that uh, Principality Stadium is something that WWE has their eye on potentially. It does more than 70,000 at capacity. Uh, are you guys excited for SummerSlam potentially in the UK, Chuck? Yeah, I mean, grab your Union Jack and celebrate this if you're over in the UK. I mean, this is something that's been a long time coming. How long has WWE been asked, when are you going to bring a crown jewel, pardon the pun, show over to the UK or even just a regular uh, run-of-the-mill pay-per-view? And now they're not throwing, you know, just a, an extreme rules over there, okay? They're not doing anything like that. They're throwing one of their biggest pay-per-views of the entire year over there. I think that it's going to be quite the scene, to be to be honest with you. I'm curious to know how many fans from other countries are going to travel into the UK. Hopefully, by the time this rolls around next August, if this goes through, we're going to be looking at a much better situation for COVID. So people will be able to travel more freely internationally. I think that the excitement is certainly going to be there. And we'll see what happens. But I don't hate this. I don't hate this whatsoever. And... I'll tell you the reason why I really like this, because it means here uh, stateside, uh, we're probably going to get the show a little bit earlier in the Early. day. So I'm yeah. all for that. So we don't have to be doing these midnight 1 a.m. East Coast time post shows. So all on board for the afternoon one. Like the one this past week on Friday. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> I personally think it's exciting. I think the timing of this news is, you know, debatable considering that I heard a lot of rumors about AEW bringing a show to the UK. So, of course, you know, a year ago it was too expensive. Now we're going to give them SummerSlam. But (laughs) that being said, I'm excited. It's on my it's on my wrestling bucket list to have a stamp in my passport for a wrestling show. So this might be my opportunity to do that. Um, I think it's great. The UK fans are always probably the most loyal fans they have. They stay up super late to watch these shows. They deserve it. Yeah, that is one of those places where the venue is a big draw for me because I yeah. would be looking forward to a hot crowd because a lot of those Raw after WrestleMania shows are so hot because they have such an influence yes. of European fans who have come into the States and shown you how to really be crowds. So I really, the thought of an all-European summer slam show with an all-European crowd uh, really could be exciting for how they react to the WWE product. Uh, okay, let's go to David Mont. <laughs> Montavo trying to start something. Uh, Rogers is going to be a Packer next year. Go Cowboys. Okay, David, winning cures everything. Okay, when we win the Super Bowl and beat the Bills, that will cure all. Aaron Rodgers, by the way, undefeated against the Cowboys in the playoffs. So think about that. And Des did not catch that ball. We, we, where, where, where are you from? Ho, ho, ho. You can't know, man. You dropped we there. Where are you from originally? Oh, it's not about locations. I am a part owner of the Green Bay Packers. Oh, you have a share, do you? I'm one of the shareholders, so it is technically partly my team. So I say we strictly in a business sense. I'm not being. I take it back. You have a share, man. That is we. All right. Great. Only (laughs) only football team where the fans own the team, uh, but I'm an executive instead of a fan. Uh, But that's a a whole other story. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. I we the Yankees because I have season tickets, so I feel like I have some kind of ownership. (laughs) Yeah, that's part ownership. (laughs) Who's your football team, Chuck? Uh, well, so I grew up a huge fan of the Washington football team, but then when I started to cover them professionally, I kind of had to check that fan card. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even though I'm not really doing that full time anymore, it's hard for me to go hardcore fan again. So as far as the NFL is concerned, I just like a good competitive game. But in college, man, I am a golden domer. What's oh. up, Notre Dame? 
Notre Dame. <laughs> They're like the Cowboys of college football. So that's a, a fun team to watch. I'm a USC guy, so we're rivals there. So there uh, cheers, buddy. Talk to you later this year. <laughs> <laughs> so we start uh, NXT 2.0 starts with Hit Row kicking off the show because we are going to have V Fab against Electra Lopez in a no disqualification throwdown is what they're calling it. Uh, Hit Row does a, kind of like a, a rapping segment where they're talking, but it rhymes more like, kind of like a cypher. Uh, and then out comes Electra Lopez. They have a big brawl before they go to commercial break. They come back. Uh, they don't do uh, much time, but they do seem to do a lot in terms of in the short time they have with uh, chairs and tables and whatnot. Uh, B-Fab ends up losing. Electra win- Lopez wins clean over B-Fab start the show, and she celebrates with Legato del Fantasma after. What did we think about the opening segment, Issa? Uh, I feel like we were getting a little bit of a of a tryout for an opening of a Monday Night Raw with Hit Row here. We really felt like we were going to see how they do opening and getting the crowd hyped up, right? I heard a lot of rumors today that NXT will be involved in this draft, so I was keeping an eye on who was winning, who's losing here, and all of that. Uh, that match was great. I really, really thought it was physical. There was a crossbody onto the share that Elektra did. Uh, oh my God, it was insane. I, I really enjoyed the action. Um, I like Legado de Fantasma. I feel like Electra has really, really revitalized that stable. It was kind of dying off until they added her on and hit row. You can't go wrong with them. So it was it was a hot way to start the show. Yeah, man, I'll, I'll keep my critique short. I mean, those girls can go. I mean, this was a, a solid opener. I really liked it. And hit row has... Uh, uh, hit written all over them. I mean, these these are these are a stable of individuals who can definitely rise to the top. I love everything that they're bringing to the table. It's fresh, it's creative, it's unique, and they are hitting on all cylinders right now. So if they want to bring them up to the main roster as a unit, by all means, do that. And I do hope, I do hope that they would stay in their current characters as opposed to tweaking it and having some go one way and some go another, like bring them in as a unit and let them do their thing because it would be a fantastic addition to Monday night raw. Yeah. I, I like the fact that um, it was a very fast paced for like a hardcore kind of extreme match. So it was very different. And so they didn't go too long to where uh, anything would be exposed or whatnot. And they also got to use a lot of weapons. And I, I just liked this whole thing. It was very exciting in terms of an opener. And I just liked the presentation of hit road to your point, Chuck. I just love how they continued to be presented like really big stars. Uh, and then this match I thought was just perfect for what it was. And I just like how they're really building up Electra Lopez as a, kind of a prominent member of Legado del Fantasma. It's really breathed a lot of life into this feud, I think. Also pointing out that NXT and Raw were more extreme than Extreme Rules. Yes, yes. NXT Touché. might be more extreme. <laughs> 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 Check it out. Tomorrow we'll go AEW more extreme. <laughs> Maybe it's Extreme Rules week and not just the pay-per-view. Yeah, I mean, they're that... just trying to do a make good continuously. That uh, bar is set so low after that pay-per-view. My God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Val, you guys were talking about who potentially could move to the main roster. So, Val, very well-timed Super Chat. Could you see Frankie Monet getting drafted to Raw or SmackDown? I'll start with you, Chuck. I would leave her in NXT for the time being. She's still very new there. I think that there are a lot of boxes she could still check in NXT. So maybe not this draft, but certainly we could look at doing that uh, six months, maybe a year from now uh, in the next draft, or maybe don't even wait for the draft. Hell, call her up at the Royal Rumble or something like that. But right now she should stay put. 
Not me. I see her getting called up. I think she's a star. They're not doing much with her in NXT. And now Morrison is without Miss. We don't know how long Miss is going to be out doing Dancing with the Stars. So why not let her travel with her husband and let them let them work together? I don't know if they'll put them together together, but I can see them getting drafted to the same brand and making things a little bit easier on them. That's a perfect answer, Issa. And I didn't even think about the element of putting her with John Morrison while the Miz is off doing Dancing with the Stars. I think that's exactly what an act like that needs. And John Morrison is in that kind of Jeff Hardy boat where WWE may not see them as bigger stars, but because they've been around, fans really gravitate toward them and they get really big reactions. And and I really think that if they do put Frankie Monet there as a vehicle to introduce her through John Morrison, that would be perfect. Uh, a month ago, I would have said, no, Frankie Monet should not be on the main roster because it seemed like they were slow playing a potential feud between her and Raquel. But they just really already did away with that, and she lost. So I think there's nothing more for her to do if she's just going to lose a world title match her first time out. And I'd have a problem with her going to um, the main roster. Yeah, that's a, a really good point, Issa. I didn't even really think about that either. And I do kind of like the idea of a mixed tag match, you know, uh, between the the Miz and Maurice and, and John Morrison and Frankie Monet here. I think that that there could be go. a lot of fun. Um, I don't think that that's anything that needs to be rushed. I think that that has yeah. a special pay-per-view um, feel to it, you know, whether they can hold off until WrestleMania next year. I don't know. Maybe the Royal Rumble, um, as I said. But yeah, save that. And and I think that, yeah, they, there's a lot of fun to be had there. But for now, I'm still sticking to my guns. Next Friday, next Monday, no, no, leave her where she is for the time being and then bring her up at the appropriate sure. time. Yeah, she could get a pretty big Royal Rumble pop, uh, to your point, Chuck. That would be a pretty good moment. They're going to have to be careful with dripstick references between her and John Morrison. Hopefully you don't get too carried away talking about Ooh. stuff like that, but uh, that could be a lot of fun. Ooh, he went there. He went there. <laughs> we get the honeymoon. Speaking of going there, Chuck, we get oh the honeymoon. Okay. Now. This was everything. Okay, one segment was okay. I was, all right, that's well funny. The guy pulled it off. It's Johnny Gargano dressing up like a shark, kind of scaring, uh, you know, um, uh, Indy Hartwell and Dexter indexed away from the beach so they don't, you know, hook up. Well, then the next segment, amid all these reports of NXT getting edgier, was Johnny Gargano being afraid that his daughter, quote unquote, is going to have sex with Dexter Loomis. He then sneaks into their house, their apartment, Breaks in, uh, rather. He uh, finds a bunch of condoms, literal condoms on camera, one after another. And he hears them coming. He hides in the closet. He hears them pillow fighting, thinking that they're having sex and that he's just witnessed them having sex. He goes out to look, and Dexter Loomis is still awake because <laughs> she said they were going to take a nap. He's still got his eyes wide open, and he shows all the condoms to taunt Johnny Gargano as if he had just had sex with Johnny Gargano's daughter. What did you think about these segments, Issa? I like the first one. <laughs> the second one got a little bit weird, but Johnny Gargano is doing such a good job at carrying these um, these segments. It, it, it was fun. NXT is having a lot of fun with these off-site um, backstage segments, and it's a little bit refreshing based on what we're used to from NXT. At the same time, it did feel very sports entertainment, and I know that's not what we're used to from NXT, but it's definitely 2.0. 
Look, I don't know, Issa, how you can say you liked the first segment more than the second one. That second one yeah. had me on the floor laughing. When homie was holding up that big old, you know, racket condoms and give the thumbs up like that, I was <laughs> done, man. Like, I like to fall out. That was just the greatest thing since sliced bread. I loved everything about it. Everything about this. Give me more. Give me more every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm too much of of I you know the thought of my dad hiding to see what I'm up to freaks me out. So maybe that's why I didn't find that one so what? funny. You don't <laughs> take it there. We're talking about fantasy land on TV. You don't got to bring real daddies into this. Come on, now. <laughs> yeah, I just I did enjoy this. Um, overall, I think Johnny Gargano, as you said, he says great. Yeah, there is sports entertainment. That's what I. There's nothing wrong with sports entertainment when it's done right. When it entertains you, I had no problem with this. Uh, and I like the fact that they incorporated the pregnancy of Candice LeRae to trigger Johnny Gargano into thinking that that's possibly what's going to happen to his daughter. And so this was just very wacky. And I think that they're and Dexter Loomis just does more with less in terms of being. They've really made a pivot to him being more of a comedy character, and I think he's really effective in that role. Yeah, agreed. We Feed me uh, more, bro. Yeah, you say we need more. <laughs> Feed me more. I need me some more Dexter Loomis in my life, yeah. man. That's so wacky. It works. You and me both. You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Uh, well, I wonder if you guys need this guy in your life. Uh, we thought he was out of our lives after last week, but Joe Gacy is back. Not only is he back, if you'll remember, Joe Gacy was the safe space guy who got mainstream attention from Fox News, and it kind of seemed to spook WWE because they removed all references to Joe Gacy. Well, he's back and he's doubling down. He said, I have not been canceled. I did not throw one punch last week. He said he saw a bunch of triggered faces. He addressed the mainstream attention he's gotten, and he says that Joe Gacy will continue to be all-inclusive, and he is going to continue to discuss and have conflict resolution. And then he disappears, and we have our next match. What do you think about Joe Gacy, Issa? I cannot look at him without thinking of the serial killer. Maybe it's the name. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I'm a big true crime person, so I think of him and then think of the serial killer, and then he's out there cutting a borderline serial killer promo. So this went completely left turn for me. I, I mean, good on them for owning it, right? Because like, it, didn't we discuss a week ago how yes. they might just completely change their mind now and this guy's going to disappear from TV? No, they doubled down on it. So, okay, great. But I, now I just want to see him throw some punches and stop talking. I was yeah, saying well, that this is the Vince McMahon, like the old Vince McMahon would have doubled down. Like, what happened to Vince? Well, this was the old Vince McMahon tonight, folks. He sees controversy. Yes. Oh, no, we're going toward the controversy, Chuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why not? You know, and, and Issa, you see John Wayne Gacy. What I saw tonight was, you know, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know, I was like, holy crap, you know, this is Elias dressed business casual, right? So that's really, that was my first impression of the promo. And there's just something that it's not really connecting with me. Like, but I hope that the character can continue to evolve. Personally, it didn't connect. Like I said, just a, Business casual Elias. That's that's my big takeaway here. I don't mean to throw a bucket of cold water on everybody's party with this guy, but it, there's just something missing. There's something like Al- Alfred. 
Isn't there something missing here? Yeah, I, I really don't. Th- I actually am starting to enjoy this. I think he's an effective heel in terms of a bad guy who and. Issa said something that makes me think this thing might be working, where she said, I just want to see this guy throw a punch and shut up. That's what he's going for. He's saying, I'm a safe space guy. He is a mockery of the quote-unquote woke left or whatnot. And I have no problem with WWE doing storylines that are of this current generation. You know what I mean? It'd probably be wise of them to have mockeries of other sides of the country and, you know, everybody can get it. But I have no problem with them doing something that seems a little more current. The Elias comparisons are definitely there. That's a great uh, comparison, Chuck. But, I mean, Elias was an effective character, and it looks like they're just using that type of formula. It just depends on the person and the personality and if he can continue to go with this. And, I mean, I see potential in this gimmick. I really do. Yeah, I'm glad they doubled down on it, honestly, because once I saw the reports and I know we discussed it, I really thought we weren't going to see him on TV for a while. He was going to come back yeah. with a whole new name and everything. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see where they go. But I was I was very shocked to see him back cutting, you know, a similar style promo. I was not expecting that. I was shocked by it. There's a couple of things that didn't connect with me today. As we go on, we'll talk about them. But I do think I gave this criticism last week. They're trying to introduce us to too many new characters yeah. and it just feels until we get used to their faces a lot of it is not going to connect joey auto ad origin i'm sorry joey joey at origin for two dollars nxt felt like a show that should be on mtv tonight that's a very astute analysis i think i like I think that nxt has felt kind of younger and it's felt like more of a variety show and that you get a little wrestling but then you get stuff here and there and I think the quality of it from like the sketch to, you know, stuff that they do like that does make it seem more like it's a variety show and they're actually putting some effort into these sketches. Yeah, I can see that. I can definitely see this being an MTV style show. Um, they they had a relationship with MTV way back in the day. Yeah. Um, but if I'm not mistaken, MTV is under the CBS umbrella. So as much as it may seem like they should be going there, I'm not seeing that anytime soon. No, yeah. no, not with not with NBC Universal lurking around there, almost uh, potentially buying the company in a couple of years. You never know. Uh, but we get Zion Quinn versus Oni Lorkin. Zion Quinn wins a relatively short match, flung elbow. This is a man last week who's playing the gentleman, who's a chivalry guy that they really didn't point too much attention to. That's who it was. That's well, it I was. like him more in the ring than opening door for ladies. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought he looked great. I really liked it. I thought the match was awesome. I thought he looked really good, and he made an impression. The crowd was into it. The announcers were into it. I didn't really even realize it. Now that you said it, I was like, wait, where have I seen him? That's the guy. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Loved him on the ring. The, forget the shy, really let, let him come out and win some matches. He He looked like a star tonight. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan of his. Um, this was really my first opportunity to get to the, to really watch this guy, um, as it was for a lot of people tonight. But but check this out, right? Just kind of looking him up a little bit, familiarizing myself. This is a guy who's Australian, but of Samoan and Irish descent. So he is a he's a multinational guy that can connect with a wide swath of the fan base. Mm. Um, former rugby player, so he's got the athletic credibility right there. The only thing with him. The only thing with him is at a time when WWE is skewing younger, he's already 31 years old. So if he's going to move up, he's going to have to do it pretty quickly. Um, But after tonight, you know, I know it's just one match, but I'm not one to doubt him. Uh, He seems to have everything there, including the intangible. So bring him on. 
Look at the correspondent reporting by Chuck Carroll. That was awesome, man. Got to learn about his nationality. Got to learn about his age. I love it. I was Googling as well when I saw the tribal tattoo. I was like, oh, shit. Somebody else is joining the bloodline, apparently. <laughs> as far as age goes, look at the push that Damien Priest is getting. And Damien Priest is, what, 38? So 31 might still be in their prime if you really think about it. If he keeps shining, they might just call him up sooner. Yeah, he might be one of the last people to get in at 31 due to that edict. And that might uh, speak to how much they see in him and that, okay, fine, they're willing to put up with the fact that he is on the older side because they do have something in this kid. He's got a great look. Uh, he kind of looks for real and legit where he's got the MMA gloves. I think he really stood out. And here's the thing that I liked on this show and what's important about him winning is that this show, the way NXT is forming this show, is a lot of the veterans are going over. It's about establishing the veterans, and the young up-and-comers have to fight their way to the top. Kind of like how AEW books, ironically enough. But with yeah. this, this was the only instance, I believe, where an up-and-comer beat the veteran, you know? And I, I think that stood out to me, too, on the show. And I love that you brought that up because commentary was pushing that narrative. If you listen to commentary, yeah. they were saying a lot of these veterans need to watch out because there's a new hungry group of NXT mm -hmm. talent waiting to take over. So they're already starting to tell you all these new faces, you're going to get to know them one way or another. And this victory really made a difference. I thought he came out there, he killed Oni Lurkin. It was great. Yeah, yeah phenomenal yeah. point. Extremely perceptive of you there. Yeah, I picked up on the exact same thing. And even with the veterans, as you said, this is really about establishing that new crop of superstars, that NXT 2.0. So I actually think they're doing across the board pretty much a great job laying that foundation mm -hmm. for these stars to take the next step. Yeah, completely agree. Completely agreed because, you know, the worst thing would be you just have all these young guys that nobody's heard of win all these matches and, and people start resenting them. But they're really doing it correctly in terms of telling that story of this young guy is going to be something someday. So now we get to invest in that chase. Uh, we have Grayson Waller. Uh, we have a video package for him. He's a risk taker. Everybody likes jumping out of place. Loved it. We're going to hear Me from too. him later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, jumped I jumped off. I jumped off a couple of planes. I know how to surf. When he where he lost me was with the snowboarding. I'm not a snow person. I'm too Puerto Rican mm. for that. But <laughs> the jumping off the plane and the surfing, I'm here for that. <laughs> Chuck, I'm too Puerto, Puerto Rican for, for that. Oh. Too, we're not. We're not. We're not made for the snow. We're built for sun and you know, and sand and beaches. So I <laughs> uh, stopped the show. That's the line of the night. We're done. We're done. Take it home. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more to go. <laughs> but uh, uh, coming out of the Grayson Waller segment, it's MSK is out. Um, so this was a uh, raw style segment. I know uh, you were thinking that, Issa, in terms of one person after another interrupting. We get uh, Grizzled Young Vets, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams, Josh Briggs, Brooks Jensen. They all brawl and looks like the tag team division is a mess, Issa. Yeah, but I didn't like the promos or the dialogue here. It didn't connect. I know Shock was just talking about it. I love MSK. I think they're great. Carmelo Hayes coming out, and I don't know what he's going to do with this contract. I'm enjoying it, though. He's treating it almost like a briefcase. Like he's just threatening yeah. everybody with it. But it lost me. It lost me a little bit. I think there was too many people and too much going on. But whatever, the NXT tag team division does need to be hyped up again. It used to be the best tag team division in all of wrestling. And now lately, it, nobody's even talking about it. So let a couple of teams start rebuilding it. But I didn't like the promos themselves. And maybe it was they were trying to say too much and they don't have enough time or they couldn't get it out. I don't know. There's something about this didn't, didn't click for me. But let's see where it goes.
Yeah, nothing about this connected with me either, Isa. I mean, absolutely nothing. And I just, I kept waiting on Adam Pierce to come in. I kept waiting on Teddy Long to show up. Maybe even the anonymous Raw GM from back in the day to, you know, say that, hey, we've got ourselves a four tag team main event here tonight. And that's the way it's going to be, Playa. And I'm just like, oh, God. So that that was the first I, I guess really on the night, that was the only thing that I truly didn't enjoy whatsoever. Um, a little bit too much raw there. You know, we could do without that. I know that there's turnover, NXT 2.0, everything's changing. It's going to be more main roster style stuff, but God bless America. Don't bring the crap from the main roster down here that just doesn't work. Ugh. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. This the segments like this strictly rely upon dialogue and what's being said. And I couldn't tell you one thing. I mean, the gist of it was all these teams want a tag team title shot, but this was such an unimaginative way to get there, especially for NXT for a show that really has a really good pace. And I think so much on the show is just so fast paced uh, in a good way, usually, that when you see something like this, it just kind of takes you out of it. There was something about tonight's show in which it felt like it was they were trying to cram up almost too much. Even when the women's matches started, I was like, how much time are we giving them? And yeah. I know they have an overrun, but I didn't like that because that was the match that I was actually looking forward to the most. Where I don't want to compare them, but when you watch AEW, a lot happens, but it pays nicely. Here, a couple of these segments felt like they were like, okay, we got to get it out in this amount of time. Yeah. And, and, and it kind of it kind of affected the flow of the show a little bit. We have another comparison for Joe Gacy, Kelvin R. Alexander for $5. Joe Gacy's character is a different spin on the planet champion, Daniel Bryan, to me. Very interesting. I like that. I, I can like see that. it. I can see it. Yep. Yeah, I can definitely see it. Um, we have uh, the Toxic Attraction versus Io Shirai and Zoe Stark. Uh, this was, they gave this uh, a good amount of time. This uh, got some yeah. Mrs. Awesome chance. Um Shirai hit a moonsault on JC Jane for the victory. Uh, what did you think about this match, Chuck? Uh, I, I liked it. And it's it's clear that they have toxic attraction earmarked for big things. Um, and Mandy Rose as well. And even before the match, remember Raquel Gonzalez was backstage doing that promo. And they walked by. And then Mandy Rose stopped. She was the last one um, from toxic attraction by. And basically mm -hmm. said that belt would look better with me. Paraphrasing, of course. But um, I was like, oh, okay. So they're going to give Mandy Rose the, uh, the old push here. Strap her, strap her to the rocket and let her go. Um, and sure enough, even though she wasn't featured uh, in this match, she wasn't one of the, the people wrestling, she played a prominent role there. So for me, this was as much about getting her over as it was getting the other members of Toxic Attraction over as well. Yeah, I thought this match rocked. I really, really enjoyed it. I really miss Io Shirai in the singles division. I was hoping they were dropping those titles to Toxic um, and that way moving up to the main roster so we could just put her you know, in a nice feud with maybe Charlotte Flair or, you know, whatever, whatever. Beyond the point. I like Toxic Attraction a lot. They were trending. People were talking about it. They mm -hmm. made an impact. And I really do think they're going to get a big push. I thought they were going to win the tag titles and we were going to move on into a feud with Mandy and give them all of the gold in a women's fa faction. I think that would be spectacular. Hopefully they do it. Yeah. And you talk about trending, Issa. Uh a little inside baseball, the last two weeks, the most viewed clip on NXT had been Toxic Attraction, yeah. number one. And unfortunately, the least viewed, cover your ears, Issa, Tony D'Angelo has the least amount of viewership on NXT. What are you oh, people Glenn. doing? Oh, Glenn. Glenn. You need Wherever to get you're the at, Glenn. We need Ugh. you, Glenn. 
Tony needs you, Glenn. Come back. The goat needs you. <laughs> Hojo Tugo, my guy, says, was the Gacy thing pre-taped because it's been reported to be canceled? Okay, it was not. It was live. And to your point, uh, clearly it wasn't because he addressed the fact that it got so much controversy and right. made it a point to say that he hasn't been canceled yet, which I like. I like WWE taking something real life and moving forward to it. I'm telling you, this is definitely rough around the edges, but I think if they... If they don't go too far off the beaten trail with this guy, I think there's something here in terms of him being an actual bad guy who people really want to see get beat up. We'll see. Um, we have Braun Breaker. He does a promo, and the noteworthy thing is that he says, I don't give a shit! This is Scott Steiner, man. This is Scott Steiner 2.0. <laughs> Yeah, this guy's gimmick is to be just Scott Steiner without saying that he is related to him. That that's that's the gimmick. I'm sorry. I don't care what they say. I don't care what they want to name him. That's what we're doing here. Yeah, and and here was a telltale sign that they've got him earmarked for the NXT Championship eventually, uh, maybe sooner rather than later, and then some. Um, you they gave him the full blown star treatment, right, right down to the splash of headlines, all the coverage that he's been getting um, right. since he 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 debuted, and so you know anytime they do that. That, to me, signals the fact that this is somebody that they're going to invest in, as if that wasn't already abundantly clear. But you best believe that Broadbreaker is going to be somebody who is going to be around for a while. And hopefully, because th this is the positive to all of those fans of the old NXT who are resisting this change. The positive to 2.0 here is that when these guys do get called up to that main roster, there won't be this major overhaul yep. in their character. So what you see that's working on 2.0, theoretically then, will also work on the main roster. So if I'm a betting guy, right? I'm pushing all my chips to the center of the table. I'm going all in on Braun Breaker. I'm there. I think that he's got the ability. He can certainly talk. He's proved that uh, every time that he's had the opportunity to cut a promo. I'm all in for some Braun Breaker. Bring him on. Yeah. Last week, I referred to him as John Cena 2.0, and I stand by that. I think this guy is going to be that level. Maybe not what John Cena per se you was doing. You never hear John Cena drop the S I think word. It's be great. <laughs> <laughs> you but act like John Cena's so wholesome. He showed his whole backside in a movie. So don't even start with me about wholesome <laughs> Cena, right? Come on. Come on. I don't know. I don't watch his movies. Cena, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's the second S bomb on WWE television this week. I'm keeping track. Keeping yeah, track. That's how you know. That's how you know that they're invested in him. They're giving him the S bomb. Lashley's the only guy who gets to say the word. Him and MVP are the only ones, and that's one of their top acts. And here's Braun Breaker getting to say it. Him and Andre Chase, of course, who uh, I hope they push as well. Yeah, that's a good point, Chuck. There is going to be more continuity. That's the thing. One thing people always complain about is continuity with WWE. Now it's going to be. I think there's more value in NXT strictly on the idea that these guys legitimately will be on the main roster one day or at least have a better chance you know after a while when you saw something work in nxt the way it used to be there was always that fear like oh god yeah but then they're going to screw it up how they're going to screw this up that goes away with nxt 2.0 i think and i think that's going to really help this brand it's going to create destination television uh, wwe is to promote the brand by really putting over the stars who come from there yeah, I hope really when we open up the history books 20 years from now, we look back and Karrion Cross is going to be the last example of somebody who they really botched badly after their call up. So 
hopefully it, it stops there, man. I'm optimistic that it will knock on wood. So fingers crossed. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Uh, I get a selfie promo from Tommaso Ciampa. He was on FaceTime. He was on FaceTime. FaceTime. He's learning from what he's learning from Walter. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> those free tapes. With those Zoom yep. promos. NXT uh, champ, not on the show, on FaceTime. Okay. <laughs> that that was curious to me. Like, why wasn't he actually at the arena, right? There was nothing wrong with his promo. I enjoyed it quite a bit. But FaceTime, I thought, was like, eh. Why yeah. isn't your champion at the arena? Tommaso Ciampa fears Tony D'Angelo. Oh, is that what it is? I mean, yes, is that what it is? He's a veteran. Now he's know. been around the block, so he knows what to do when he's uh, scared to death. Boa <laughs> 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 versus Andre Chase. Speaking of scared to death, we have Mayim, Oh my God, he's geared. Andre Chase. Andre Chase is so funny. Do you guys enjoy Andre Chase as much as I am? This is yes. another guy that he said bullshit backstage, so he got to say the word too. Here's the greatest thing about Andre Chase. I was raving about his sweater last week. He wrestles Wrestle? in the sweater and slacks the collar. Don't about you immediately. He's gold. I mean, he reminds me, like, see, tell me if you can see this. He reminds me of a cross between the Spirit Squad and Animal House. That, to me, is what Andre Chase is. And I was thoroughly entertained right down to his wrestling boots, which were designed to be like 1950s-style. I I don't know what the hell you would call them, saddle shoes. Um, But, yeah, man, I'm just, I'm digging this character quite a bit. So bring him on, too. Me too. When he came out in the freaking sweater and wrestled in it, first of all, I thought of Alfred. I knew you were gonna pop for that, I and I was just, I, I laugh hysterically. I like it. I like the character. I well, let's see where it goes. But he is fun. He makes me smile, and you, you can't have enough of that. I love that you said Cameron Grimes 2.0 because that's also the same effect that I will get from Cameron Grimes. He always puts yeah. a smile on my face. Yeah, a funny guy who can go. Yep. And there were faint chance of. Uh, Chase you. This thing's gonna get over. I'm telling you. Yeah, Hopefully. I can't wait uh, for all the for all the merch on the shop. Yeah, they can sell yeah. honorary yeah. degrees on the shop, man. That's oh it, my man. god, that'll be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the money is. <laughs> where, Put that on your resume, you kids. <laughs> Chase you. <laughs> so Boa picks up the victory there after Mei Ying blows vapor in his face. It was the lamest looking finish. Mei Ying blew like this thin vapor in his face and he had to sell it like she just blown mist in his eyes and he lost. Yep. Almost like almost the same way Eddie Kingston sold that explosion. It felt yeah. that way. <laughs> Get him! I mean, but, so I, I would love to know, like, pull the chat. Like, what what are your thoughts on on Mei Ying here? I mean, is this somebody that you can see eventually getting called up to the main roster? This, to me, even though it kind of predates when Vince took over here at 2.0, it seems like a character that he could get behind. So I think that this character might have some legs, and we'll see what happens with it, uh, despite, despite the lame smoke finish tonight. I think that there is plenty still to go for her. They're building her up. As long as, as long as they keep her in the throne chair and not make yeah. her stand up and look so cute again because she's so yeah. little. <laughs> That's but think, about it, like, think about how long of a career somebody could have not ever having to get in the ring. You just yes. friggin' sit there. Or right? stand there, right? And blow smoke, you know? And yeah. that's it. That's all you got to do. If you can stretch 20 years out of that, fall ass backwards into cash and not do a damn thing to earn it. Like, man, what a job that is. Career goals. Up. Career. Why did I go to college when I could have just done this? 
Well, yeah, I know, right? It's because <laughs> Chase U wasn't better. around yet. That that'll get you through there in the agreed. <laughs> Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Uh, we have Roderick Strong versus Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller attacks from behind. They have a match. They gave him a lot, but Roderick Strong ends up winning. Issa, what did we think of this match? I thought the match was fun, a little quick, but a lot of the in-ring tonight was quick, except for the women's tag match. Um, three title matches advertised, no title changes, felt very extreme rules. Um, I I think Diamond Mine is really, really starting to pick up. I know we said the debut was a little downhill, but I really am starting to get behind them, and they're putting they're putting some effort into it. We'll see where it goes. Ditto. I got nothing to add to that. I agree 100% with what Issa said. Uh, Missy Elliott's on board with Diamond Mine, too. She tweeted it. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome, too. <laughs> I had to put that over. So then, uh, okay, we get Lashing Out with Lash Legend. For those of you who don't know, Lash Legend is Unreal Howard. She used to play for NBA or WNBA, uh, close to seven feet tall, but very, very tall. And uh, she does a segment. Okay, so when I heard they're doing another talk segment, I rolled my eyes. It's going to be this in-ring crap that they always do with Miz TV yeah. and not. This is nothing like that. This was pretty much Wendy Williams, where she they cut to a remote location with a studio audience. It actually mirrored a talk show. My takeaway from this, uh, and I'm dying to see what you guys thought, because I saw both sides of the spectrum. I thought this woman is a superstar. They've got something big in her. She's got all the personality in the world. This segment has a lot of promise. They, they punch it up a little bit, but I it had my attention for the whole time in terms of what she was doing with this, kind of doing kind of what a roasting type uh, humor yeah. uh, on different aspects of uh, NXT, but from a remote location. Uh, but this talk show, I think, has some promise, Issa. Yes, agreed. And I love that you said Wendy Williams. I also see it in the in the chat because that's exactly what I thought about. I was like, yo, this is even better than Wendy Williams. I remember I went to a Wendy Williams taping with my friend and we had so much fun. I was like, why didn't anybody think of something like this before in wrestling? This could really be something. I enjoyed it. I think she has a very particular it factor. And we haven't even seen her like in the ring. Like we haven't really seen what she can do. I was excited. I was here for it. It's different, and I pop for it. Yeah, man. She's sassy. She definitely has a whole lot of charisma. And you know what my takeaway from this was as well is like they are are really trying to establish a younger audience. This isn't a character that's necessarily going to go uh, over well with the 50-plus crowd. No, man. Good. This is something that's going to connect with the TikTokers. And so I really think that they, they have something here. And so hopefully – uh, her skills uh, on the basketball court translate over into the wrestling ring because if she can put together decent matches on top of her ability to talk, this is somebody that has literally no limit to them whatsoever. The sky is not even the limit. She can go beyond that. I, th- I put her in the same category as a, what I say about Jade Cargill is that she's going to be a superstar. It just It's a matter of when. If WWE doesn't get it, somebody else will. And I'm just sure that this is a type of athlete in terms of her turning heads at airport, proverbially, but also having tons of charisma. And you got to understand that like with Raquel Gonzalez is in a similar boat, a, a former basketball player, great athlete. She really caught on to wrestling like that. And Unreal Howard is, you know, 10 times a basketball player like Raquel Gonzalez was in terms of what she was able to accomplish 
accomplish. And so I have no doubt that she's going to be able to pick this oh, yeah. up. And if she could just be halfway decent at wrestling, this is a bona fide superstar, I think. Yeah, agreed. She's amazing. It's a matter so, of uh, when and not if yeah. with her. Just a matter of time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and to your point about the TikTok, I always think about, like, who is this for in terms of these wrestling segments? And so, yes, people who enjoyed the old NXT who wanted their hardcore wrestling and stuff like that are not going to gravitate towards something like this. But not only young people, but women, I think this is something that they're women audience yes. in terms of people yes. who like that talk show format because it's not, like, insulting to women. It looks like an actual talk show that people would watch on E! or people who like that type of stuff on the Bravo Network. It, it really looks like something that I think would attract the attention of somebody who doesn't traditionally watch wrestling. No question. You know, mom who's, you know, loves that daytime, you know, Wendy Williams type stuff. Who's just walking sure. by. What's the kid watching? Who is this man? That She's pretty funny. Yeah. Like, that, that could work. That, that could suck mom in. She's already got a meme where she's kind of pointing up like that and people are doing stuff with it. It's amazing. I know. I saw one. that. I saw that on my, on my timeline. <laughs> Speaking of lash Issa, do we have a lash tip of the week? <laughs> Uh, of course. So this is your Lash 101 segment. I'm going for my refill tomorrow. Do not wear eyeliner. Use a brush. Use black eyeshadow. And that's what you use. Never get eyeliner on your lashes, kids. It will make them fall out. Wow. You hear that, Chuck? Alfred, you got that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm taking that one to heart. Thank you, Isa. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Friday. Come check out my lashes on Friday because I'm getting a refill tomorrow. So. Man. Is it still okay to say that your lashes are on fleek? Is is that still a term? <laughs> yes, it's still okay, but we can say that tomorrow because right now they're they're not on point. Okay. Right now they slap <laughs> right now. But... Yeah, I mean they're there, they're cute, but they, well, tomorrow they'll be like boom. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I love it. What the hell? This is a variety show. That's what this is turned into. Yeah, it is. We've got some for women too. I love the tips. Keep them coming every week. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly beat Ridge Holland uh, after Pete Dunn tried to get involved. They beat down uh, Kyle O'Reilly afterwards, and then Von Wagner makes the save. I still have no idea who Von Wagner is. You used to? Nobody has any idea who Von Wagner is. Nobody. BWO to Von Wagner order. Um, so yeah, I I I kind of had a feeling about this because I do think Adam Cole went out on his back for Kyle O'Reilly, so I would assume they're going to do something with that. I just cannot. I think Kyle O'Reilly is boring. He never captivates me. I was more interested when Pete Dunn came out. Okay, and I don't even know what it is about it. It's just there's got to do something. They got to do something with his character. And I don't know what it is. It doesn't click for me. I don't know who Von Wagner is. Happy to still see Pete Dunn around here. Yeah, I, I don't know what Kyle O'Reilly's contract status is. But if you heard the comments by Adam Cole on various podcasts over the past week or so, he has spoken glowingly about O'Reilly. And you look at what NXT has morphed into now with 2.0. O'Reilly just doesn't seem to fit the mold that they're going for. However, you definitely can see him in Ring of Honor. We already know that. You and and even though there's already been this big influx of talent in AEW, he's a guy that they could probably sneak in there as well. Not going to make a huge splash or anything like that, but certainly his style of wrestling is more conducive to those two organizations than what 2.0 has become here in NXT. 
I think he's actually in the perfect role in 2.0 right now, not necessarily as like a top star that they're pushing to be like a world champion, but just as a good hand who can have a good match against a younger guy who's got more potential, I think, than him that he could help put over. And especially when it comes to a guy like Ridge Holland, I think uh, Kyle O'Reilly putting over Ridge Holland could be a good contribution. But yes, he does kind of stick out like a sore thumb in NXT because they're doing a lot of entertainment. They're doing a lot of things that are entertaining and he's just not an entertaining individual. He's a good wrestler. He embodies that type of, you know, super indie ethos where he's a good hand and stuff like that. But uh, with him in particular, I don't remember any landmark promos he cut. They don't give you a reason in terms of investing in his character. He's just a guy who knows how to go. And that's about all we get to know about him. Every time I think of him, I think of that stupid segment, the recent segment where he could pick any stipulation. And he's like, I pick a regular wrestling match. And I'm like, yeah, yep, that's what that guy would pick. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do think that him in the Undisputed Era, I, I can see him being a great fit in a stable. He'll come in, he'll wrestle a hell of a match, but let the charismatic guy in the stable do all the talking for him. Yes. There's just something about him alone where he feels very lost in the shuffle. And and I, I don't I, I want obviously I want nothing but greatness for him, but it's like he has to do a little bit more than what he's doing right now because it's just not working. Yeah, and, and and to your point, Alfred, I mean, you can say one hundred percent that a guy's career is capped, you know, as far as advancing, capped when he's already there to put the new guys over, right? That's like yeah. Jeff Hardy and the twenty four seven title and Jeff Hardy putting all these younger guys over on on the raw brand of late. Like Kyle O'Reilly, man, like God, man, he's too good for that still, right? To me, he's still got a lot of years as one of, you know, I don't want to say like a top guy, but certainly the top three quarters uh, of talent on the roster. And to just continue his career, man, he needs to go elsewhere. So that's all I got to say about Mr. O'Reilly. Yeah, I mean, he's a good wrestler, but I mean, that, 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 there's plenty of good wrestlers. I, I don't think he really stands out to me in, term, in the grand scheme of wrestling. I don't think of Kyle O'Reilly when I'm thinking of, okay, who do I want to see tonight on NXT 2.0? Right, right. And that's that says something. Okay. okay, here's somebody who says something and should say all the things he gets to say or needs to say. It's Tony D'Angelo, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, uh, goes into please. <laughs> where he's talking about how somebody tries to get one over on his family. Uh, if they try to, to con them too much, he'll, he'll, he'll get a call and I'm like, hey, Tony, we got a problem. We got a situation. And then he shows up, situations resolved. It's a family tradition for Tony D'Angelo coming soon, Issa. Yes, and immediately after they take care of the situation, they go and eat pizza together. Deep dish pizza, that is, because he's from Chicago. What a star. What a star. I'm telling you right now, people want to know who's going to dethrone Roman Reigns. Probably Tony D'Angelo. He's gonna wrestle, he's gonna wrestle Kenny Omega and take all of his belts. Tony D'Angelo. I'm telling you, the next big thing. Issa, how many edibles did you have tonight? Like none, none. We <laughs> are one after after. Listen, Chuck. After I thought that I had hallucinated the end of Extreme Rules, I have not touched my edibles again. Turned out I didn't hallucinate it. That's actually what happened. But I have not been touching my edibles after that because I got scared. I was like, oh, I think I overdid it for some reason. I thought I saw I saw the ring fall apart, and then it turned out that's actually what really happened. So. <laughs> That tweet made me laugh. That, I mean, when you were talking about that, man, I was laughing. I was like, yeah. I was like, real talk. I thought I was like, I was like, how many did I eat? <laughs> Brownies are so good. You can't have just one. Excellent. Yes. 
butterly. We call it. We call them ice cream around here. To ice cream. Yeah, we got to be ice cream. This is children's TV. Ice cream. Yeah. Sour diesel ice cream, lemon cake ice cream. It's all very all the ice cream. All of it. But uh, we do seem to be of the opinion, Chuck, that Tony D'Angelo is the greatest wrestler of all time. Do you disagree with this assertion? I mean, look, I'm just going to have to reserve judgment here. I think it's far too soon to see what young Tony has to offer in the ring and to crown him the greatest of all time. Could he be the next Hulk Hogan? Who the hell knows? But, you know, I I will say this. No, in all all honesty, there will be like his character is coming along at the the right time. Like jokes aside, his character is coming along at the right time because there is about to be a huge explosion of interest in the mafia with the Sopranos prequel coming out uh, in just a couple of weeks. So I think that uh, he is he's the right guy at the right time for this. Where it goes after that, I don't know. I don't know, but for right now, I think he's in a pretty good spot. Plot twist: the entire Sopranos is based on Tony D'Angelo's family. Oh, what the hell! Wow. Tell that to David that. Chase, who created the Sopranos what twenty years ago. <laughs> yep, Tony D'Angelo was just running around in his diapers, eating deep dish pizza. All right. Well, you may not have had an edible tonight, but I think that there's still some in your system. How about that? Chuck, you obviously do not watch us on Tuesdays and you don't understand how much we love Tony D'Angelo around I, I clearly Get am not. Board, uh, <laughs> Get on I, board. I mean, Get on I, board, yeah. Chuck. I'll 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 find more time on Tuesday nights to Yeah, fall you're gonna in love have to you're gonna D'Angelo. have to you're gonna have to because that's what we do around here. Number right. one, okay, Tony D'Angelo stands. I saw it the first time and I didn't think much of it. Glenn told me to watch it again and I'm 100% all in. This This is is all Glenn's fault. Big star. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of superstars, we get Raquel Gonzalez in the main event against Frankie Monet for the NXT Women's Championship. Um, yeah, they, this really did seem like it got cut short. Um, they did well with, with the time they had. Raquel Gonzalez won clean with a Chincona bomb. Afterwards, Toxic Attraction hits the ring, and she, they attack everybody. They beat up uh, Robert Stonebrand. Robert Stone had a very funny-looking suit on, by the way. And then they yep. beat up Raquel Gonzalez. So to Chuck's point, talking about earlier how Mandy Rose kind of teased a shot at the NXT Women's Championship, looks like she's next in line. Do you like that, Chuck? I do. I absolutely do. I think that this refresh for Mandy Rose has been really, really, really good. I'm not even seeing, you know, the the blonde haired woman who had kind of fallen by the wayside up on the main roster anymore. Like this is somebody brand new to me, I feel like. And she's done really, really well in this role so far. And I hope that this momentum is something that can carry over for her. And she certainly had a lot of doubters after that last run uh, in WWE. So this is a great way for her to shut them up. And I was actually believing that she is a viable contender for that title. I'm not ready to say that I'm all in for her the same way that you guys are all in for Tony D'Angelo. But... (laughs) I do think that she does have um, a good shot of doing some good things here in NXT 2.0. I like the match. I thought that uh, Frankie Monet made 
Raquel look human, made her look vulnerable, was kind of kicking her butt. I was I thought for a couple of moments that Frankie was actually going to win it. Love the future champ sign and yes, the rubber brand. This was the yeah, this was the very first time that I I have not been a fan of Frankie Monet with them, but tonight they made sense together. I am looking forward to see what Mandy Rose does here because I go back to those matches she was putting with Natalia and she was putting really good matches so a change of character in a new atmosphere and her getting stronger in the ring you know what she could be she, this could be really like Chuck said let's let's shut up the doubters and show that Mandy Rose is not just another pretty face here I think I think she's gonna make an impact and I want to see where it goes I'm all in for toxic attraction right now and yeah I thought I really thought that Raquel was dropping the belt but she didn't I I I have a feeling some of these women are going to be called up. We'll see who, but um, I'm excited for this. I'm excited. I think Mandy Rose is really going to kick some butt in NXT. Yeah, this is a good week, I think, for Toxic Attraction. I think last week was a little rocky, the promo that they cut and how the crowd was receiving it. But this week, they really kind of were showcasing stars. They have that entrance in slow motion. And I, I like that Mandy Rose is now kind of the next woman up to challenge uh, Raquel Gonzalez because this could be a – it feels like a fresh match, like a really fresh match for Raquel Gonzalez. And uh, I'd be very much looking forward to it, especially if they tell a story over the course of weeks uh, whether or not Mandy Rose could beat Raquel Gonzalez, because it'll be one of the first times in a while that I'm actually going to think that Raquel Gonzalez could drop this championship. Yep. And I, you know, th that to me seems like a match that should be on a takeover, but God only knows the next yeah. time we're going to get one of those. So that should probably, or probably will then be a, a TV event. But I want to go back to what it was you guys were saying about Frankie Monet and, and how you thought that it, it looked like just by the way things shook out tonight that she could be headed for the main roster. Let that marinate in my dome for a few minutes. And I think that you guys could be onto something there, just the way that things were kind of wrapped up in a neat little bow. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I, I always felt that Frankie Monet was someone with her TV experience and wrestling experience that didn't necessarily need NXT. I was actually shocked when they put her in NXT first. I thought she would jump that and go straight to the main roster. So that's why I see her being one of the very first ones that, that they decide to call up around from this group. Yeah. I can absolutely see it. Uh, before we get off the air tonight, by the way, what did you guys think of NXT? Is this good? Do we like it? Good, bad, and different? Uh, wait, do you want to do a rating system? I know five stars are all the rage, but why don't we go no, with it's 10? Not. Screw five stars. I don't even know what that means. We go on a scale from 1 to 2.0. Uh, I'll give it a 1.7. <laughs> okay. I love you, dude. Okay. You're funny. <laughs> I'm going I'm to give it a 1.5. Ooh, that's lower than I thought from you. I'm I'm actually gonna give it a 1.8, strictly on the fact that I was entertained for the for the yeah. most part. You know, um, save the gays promo. I I was pretty pretty well entertained. Um, there was also a tenth deduction for Tony D'Angelo, and I'm only saying that to ruffle your feathers. Thank you. <laughs> Tony D'Angelo is what got it to a 1.5 for me, honestly. The, the, tag team, the tag team segment just got it very low, and then, then we recover a little bit with a couple of things. <laughs> I wish you could pan your camera around so everybody could see all of the Tony D'Angelo posters that you have oh, hanging yeah. up on your Actually, wall. Actually, it's like Roman Reigns, but nobody needs to know that. <laughs> no, it's nothing but Tony D'Angelo here. I mean, no, oh, that, yeah. It, Tony D'Angelo all day, every day. And I, if I, if I wake up one day and there's Tony D'Angelo's faces on my Roman Reigns picture, I'm gonna get a restraining order on Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the greatest. <laughs> 
but no, I, I was entertained throughout too. That was my takeaway. This feels like it just now feels like like our wrestling show. It's like a newish type show. The guys are new. We're like learning about them at the beginning. I think they're delivering it in an entertaining way. It's not always the greatest wrestling in the world, quote unquote. But I'm entertained throughout NXT, and I just really like this new version uh, of NXT. Would you go so far as to say that it's exceeded your expectations through three weeks? Yes, it has. Absolutely yeah. through three weeks. Even the viewership is doing very well. They went from 770, and I believe the last episode did 746, which is not that big of a drop at all. So if they can stay in that range, I mean, that's better than NXT was doing in the last year. And I think that would be very encouraging for them if they were able to captivate an audience like that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think they are they are exceeding expectations, and I feel the more I get to know these characters, the more invested I become, right? Because there's so many new faces. Um, but they're doing a good job at mixing them with the veterans, um, you know, which is also what AEW is doing. So it's great. Yeah. You have a couple of veterans in, in the NXT, put them with these new faces, and then that way you, you get more invested. They're doing well. Yep. It's fun, fresh, new. It's the hot property. Well, I don't want to say that, but D'Angelo is... Somebody said Tony D'Angelo is worth one star himself, and I agree. (laughs) Yeah, he is. D'Angelo is the future. You need to super chat that if you're going to post that propaganda. That's going to oh, at least no, cost you, you $2. You get on the free if you put over Tony D'Angelo, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Tony D'Angelo is how you get <laughs> on our good side. The only Y'all way. Y'all are nuts, man. Y'all are nuts. Are you following him on Twitter, Chuck? No. Wow. Okay, well, we got to go. Uh, show Chuck Tony D'Angelo's Twitter account. So for Chuck... Isa, I'm Alfred Cuddle. Follow Chuck at, at Chuck Carroll WLC. He's a weight loss champ. Follow Isa at NYC Demon Diva with a one and follow me at This Is Nasty. Good night, everybody. Good night, Tony D'Angelo. <laughs> you don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.